Yo, guys, welcome to the Hustle and Flow Motherfucker Show. My name is Jay, the Texas Doc. I got my co-host with me, Daniel Sony, the Black Ranger. And got to give a big mad shout-out to my boy, uh, Daniel, uh, Danny Kim, the guy who's behind the scenes and producing this shit for us. So, you know, big shout-out to them and my crew. Um, so the purpose of the show, before I go on, is, again, is for mentorship. Uh, it's an outreach to all military and veterans. Why? Military and vets are a one-fit package for entrepreneurship, that anything is possible. You know, again, fucking all the bullshit, because we are in a culture of improvising, adapting, and overcoming. And again, most importantly, the 22 veterans who commit suicide a day. And lastly, bringing value to you by interviewing some badass motherfuckers. So, I just got to say, guys, you know, I appreciate the audience and everything that you guys did for me. Um, like I said, this was just an idea. Uh, I thought about this about roughly a month ago. And on the first day of launching, believe it or not, I hit an international audience, which is phenomenal for, for a guy who just came up with a show. No one knows who I am. Um, I got seven different countries to tune in and people all over the United States listening in and check this shit out majority of the people were non-military personnel my original uh my original intent was to reach out to military personnel and veterans so i appreciate every one of y'all i thank y'all please stay tuned in tell me about you know how to become better what to improve i take constructive criticism so it's all good so don't worry about you know hurting my feelings or anything because i don't give a shit about that anyways um, there's out of the audience, uh, three three young ladies caught my attention. I'm not gonna dig in too deep because my buddy, uh, the co-host Daniel, uh, he's the one who got the feedback and told me about it. Uh, just just you know, little little cap on it. Three ladies cried uh, while listening to my show, and on, on top of that, there's a lot of people who got moved and influenced. So I appreciate that. So Daniel, I explain or you know, tell me what happened with the. Uh, you know the three the three checks who listened and cried. Cause. Man, appreciate it, appreciate it, man. I was honestly, man, I wasn't I wasn't surprised by the reaction just because what we were able to to produce last week was incredible. So the so these young ladies, the three of them I know, uh, one's in the U.S., one's in Canada, one is in Australia, and the and the common thing that they had for all for for all three of them was it moved them in so many different ways. It it it, uh, it actually inspired them because they were going through a similar situation as what you were going through, and it really, really touched their hearts, and they really made it really helped them be able to deal with what they're dealing with right now. So it was really, it was such a humbling experience to truly be able to make an impact in someone's life just like that. Cool, man. You know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, your friends or, you know, their friends and friends, they 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 got touched by this, you know, that that. That's that's real fucking talk. I appreciate that. Tell them thank you. D Texas Doc says thank you. Um, so I'm gonna open up with a quote, guys. Um, you know, I've 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 heard this a lot in the military when I was uh, doing my time and everything. And you, uh, you gotta understand during the war time and all that good stuff. Not really, but you know that a lot of people commit suicide. Again, this is why I'm emphasizing on the 22 vets. Uh, I got three particular stories that I want to share with you guys. And, and I hope you have an understanding of the selfless uh, continuation of service that majority of the military does on a day-in, day-out basis. So I'm going to give you this quote that, that I grew up with in my time that my uh, old bosses and mentors and, and whatever you want to call it, uh, they, they gave me this quote, living is hard and dying is easy. 
uh, living is truly hard. And I'm going to read you a letter uh, from one of my Marines that we served in the same battalion. His name is Will Stacy. He was a sergeant of Marines. And before he got killed in Afghanistan, uh, he wrote this letter that I want you guys to, to hear it out. It's been floating around, you know, the uh, floating around for a few years, floating around the Internet. Uh, it's been catching a lot of momentum and attention. But this is, uh, you know, again, an anniversary and, and, and a big shout out. And I got a big surprise on the next gentleman uh, next time for the show on who I'm going to talk to and why he uh, which I'll explain more about. But here's Sergeant Will Stacy's letter. If you're reading this letter, then my time on this earth has come to an end. There's no easy way to explain the way I feel. No words that can possibly ease the pain that I'm sure you all are feeling. But if it's any help, know that I died doing what I believed in and most importantly, what I wanted to be doing. For so many years now, I wanted to be a soldier and above that, a Marine. There are, there are a few things more important to me than that. The Marines are a brotherhood that stood for 232 years. It is a brotherhood born out of struggle, sacrifice, and success. And the price of success causes pain to so many. Over the years, so many have died, just, I, just as I have. Every Marine hopes that he will never have to make the ultimate sacrifice, but everyone is willing to. There is no Marine on this green earth I have ever met that would put his own safety above that above that of his loved ones. We do this for the ones we care about. We do this because we believe the good of the masses is worth more than that of ourselves. I sit here in the same green room that I have known so long, the glow of the computer screen safe in the comfort that you have given me for so many years. I owe to you and to this country a debt that I could not ever hope to repay, but this is my attempt. There are so many things wrong with this world and too few who care enough to do anything about them. Perhaps I join the Marines as an idealist, but I've learned, I've learned and dug deep down for what I truly believe. My death did not change the world. It may be tough for you to justify its meaning at all, but there is a greater meaning to it. Perhaps I did not change the world. Perhaps there is still injustice in the world, but there will be a child who will live because men left the security they enjoyed in their home country to come to his. And this child will learn in his new schools that have been built. He will walk his streets not worried about whether or not his leader's henchmen are going to come and kidnap him. He will grow into a fine man who will pursue every opportunity his heart could desire. He will give the gift of freedom, which I have enjoyed for so long. If my life buys the safety of a child who will one day change this world, then I know that it's all worth it. Semper Fidelis means always faithful, always faithful to God, country, and core, always faithful to the principles and belief that guided me into the service. And on that day in October, when I placed my hand on a Bible and swore to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, I meant it. Please lay to me rest with full military bureau. Uh, bureau. Please also alert everyone in my phone book to my passing and inform the Patriot Guard riders so they may provide an escort at my funeral. If I'm on life support, stand a very good chance of never recovering enough to never never recovering enough to be any kind of productive. Please take me off of it. I will let my final discretion go to you. But I would rather die as a soldier than live the rest of my life as a cabbage. In death, as in life, ever yours, Will. 
Rest in peace, Sergeant Will Stacy. That was a letter before he got killed in Afghanistan. Um, I have contacted his corpsman during, during his time when we served together and everything. Uh, his name is Eddie Harshaw. Uh, he's actually transferring out to 2nd Marine Division. So, you know, good on you, buddy, man. I'm proud of you. You know, good things are waiting for you, man. You're going to do great things again for the U.S. Navy and especially the Marine Corps. I'm going to get you on. Guys, you're going to hear an incredible, you know, another great guy I served with. He touched many lives in positive ways. We did a lot of great things together. I'm not going to really, you know, share his story because I'm going to let him do it. But moving on, um, you know, just, just during this, this month, uh, and parts of last month, uh, I've been reading a lot of stories, uh, you know, two in particular. One I've been knowing about, uh, his name is Chris Kyle. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the movie American Sniper, but, uh, you know, again, you know, who y'all to the Navy, you know, kill for the Marine Corps, uh, you know, for the Naval Service for having, again, Navy being number one, uh, the, you know, the most sniper confirmed kills. So, you know, good job. Bravo Zulu to, you know, Chris Kyle. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys watched the American Sniper movie. Uh, he got killed and, and, you know, he wrote the American Sniper book. And the thing about him, why I want to bring him up, just like starting uh, Will Stacy and, and the last guy I'm going to introduce in, in a second, is that these guys gave up the ultimate sacrifice. They went into the unknown world. They, they did all this. They had a big heart. Everybody has a big heart, selfless, sacrificing big hearts of reaching out to the community to, to help their brothers in need. Uh, you don't really hear that from a day-in, day-out basis with, you know, everyday Joe Schmoes. It, it's fucking pitiful. It's fucking sad. We're all Americans, but we treat each other more stranger base than neighbor base. It's pretty fucked up, isn't it? I mean, think about it for a second. We have, uh, uh, you know, Special Forces Navy SEALs Chris Kyle, you know, going out and really pouring out his heart, you know, to help these veterans during, during uh, the, the OIF, uh, during the initial push, the guys who came out of the initial push, really realizing that his bigger cause, his service was more outside than inside. I mean, fuck, man. He was the devil of Ramadi. That's how scared people were in Iraq. When they saw him in, in the Punisher skull, they knew, they knew what was what's, you know, what's going on, what's up. He had a price tag on his head, but think about the lives he saved. Think about the lives he impacted. Think about the sacrifices that he had to make on judgment calls for the greater good of this country, his brothers, and all members of the Marine Corps and, and the Navy, even the Army, out there. It's tough calls. I mean, he's not number one for, for nothing. Um, another thing that caught my attention, this happened actually, New York Times published uh, this article about a Navy SEAL commander. Uh, so he was an officer in the SEAL teams, uh, SEAL Team 4. His name was Commander Price. And it was a long article, guys. And what fucking caught my attention the most was, you know, that everything could have been prevented. Um, just, just, you know, me reading about stories or hearing brothers falling, you know, victims to their minds, financial, you know, situations and shit, you know, personally like mine. But, you know, I, I came out of it. I had a lot of fucking help. I had people there for me. Uh, no one ever quit on me. Uh, you know, I felt weak and vulnerable just sharing my fucking story because I literally thought it was a fucking sign of weakness. But come to notice, you know, thank God I started to understand mental, uh, mental health and reaching out that, hey, you know, this is not normal. The shit that we've been through is not fucking normal. So to share this with the fucking world, it's okay. 
I've, I've come to realization that people want to help. I just was too scared to fucking ask for it. And when I fucking asked for it, people were there for me. And God placed those right people at the right fucking time for me to talk to them and save my life. But while, while reading Commander Price's you know, story, I, I, I was a little heartbroken. I was devastated. I didn't know the man, but I felt his pain, the sorrow. He, he's a family man uh, to be in the elite teams of the SEAL teams. Uh, you know, to, to go to Afghanistan in a war that most Americans didn't even fucking believe in anymore. The Taliban, the, our politics, they're favoring them motherfuckers instead of us and shit. And, and to be, he was positioned in a place in Afghanistan where there was no American presence. And, and his buddy, I, I, I can't remember his name on top of my head right now. He's another commander for another SEAL team. He had no KIA, uh, no casualties, no one died on any patrols or missions. But Commander Price, he lost two uh, two teammates, uh, uh, two team guys. Uh, he lost two soldiers, and I believe one of the teammate guys was a goddamn corpsman, the medical guy, the lifesaver, the guy who puts shit together, the guy who keeps you on check mentally and physically to carry out the greater good of that mission. I mean, I can only imagine what was running through his mind. I can only imagine that he felt as a failure. He felt like he lost everything. His executive officer, second in command. I mean, I wish, I wish he did more. I'm pretty sure he did more. But I wish the team guys got together, talked to the commander, talked to Commander Price, let him know that killing yourself I mean, NCIS is saying, you know, they're, they're ruling out, you know, this and that. I don't know. But to me, it sounds like a suicide. That's my honest, you know, subjective opinion. Uh, just it could have been prevented to have your kids pictures, to have, uh, you know, you know, all these little evidence being left behind the, the, the mind not being there. Come on, guys. Twenty two veterans a day, 22 fucking vets a day are going through the same struggles. Just because you're in an elite team does that does not mean you're not fucking human. You're human. Everybody's human. Everyone has a heart. There's only so much shit that we could compile, take, and put on our shoulders. I wanted to share that story. Rest in peace to Chris Kyle. Rest in peace to Commander Price. Rest in peace to Sergeant Will Stacy. Um, you know, just man, fuck. Just getting into that, you know, I, I wanted to relate to this, um, you know, teamwork is dream work, guys. It really is. And that's another thing that, that you know, Commander Price's story caught my attention. Uh, he didn't let his team down. Fuck no. Uh, he he, he could have done something a little bit differently. He probably gave up in his mind. But teamwork is dream work, guys. Everything that we do in life, we have a team. Let me give you an example. We got doctors. They got their crews with their nurses and their techs and, you know, however the civilian med medicine world works. I don't know. I've been in military medicine for a very, very long time. Uh, you know, the NFL, you know, they got teams. You can't do it by yourself. You got to depend on everybody. Everybody got to carry their own goddamn load. Uh, same thing with the military. Uh, same thing with the infantry guys. We all depend on each other. Everybody's important. No matter how shitty one person is, we all pull the same weight. We all become strong together as a unit with unity, and that's how we prevail. And, and just, 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 just 
going back to Commander Price's story again, I wish his team, I'm pretty sure, like, like I said, I'm pretty sure they did something, but he was so warped. And how, how am I going to translate that to, to, to the business world or my personal experience? Everything that I went through from last year, the year before that, I had people to depend on. I didn't depend on them to do my shit. I had people to depend on to talk to, to, to get uh, consultations from, to get advice from, to get guidance from. I didn't overload that bullshit stress on my own. I didn't quit because I had team members helping me out. Every fucking step of the way, I had people helping me out. That's why I'm saying teamwork is dream work. Yes, everybody has independent dreams. You and I have dreams. Your brother, sister, friends, cousins, relatives, dogs, cats, they all have fucking dreams. But they all depend on each other to make that dream into reality. That's the goddamn difference. Ugh. So, again, I wanted to talk about you know, bouncing back with, with the two, two two seals, how how entrepreneurship is. You know, like I said, you know, I said military guys are one fit package for entrepreneurship, and I truly believe in that. And let me let me talk about the experience of buds for sailors, since I'm sharing two stories uh, of Navy SEALs. Uh, you got to go through Navy boot camp, and, and it's it's easy. Navy boot camp is simple to the point. It's really, man, honestly, it's, it's pretty fucking gay. Uh, the things that we have to do in fold underwear, I, I truly never understood it. But it's just the process that we had to go through. But after Navy boot camp, uh, you, you, you go to your, um, you, you go to Bud's in Coronado Island. And from that process, guys, I'm not a SEAL. This is just me, you know, knowing about it while being in the service. Uh, it's a six-month long process of many unknown factors. And what Bud's is known for, of course, it's the water, but, but Hell's Week. That's five days of continuation of bullshit punishment. Now, I'll say bullshit. What I mean is discipline to see if you really want to be there. A lot of guys want to heart this warrior lifestyle. But when it's warrior time to go kick fucking ass, oh, shit, man, where are you going? You hiding. You running. You scared. Being scared is okay, but to run and hide and be scared, that's a difference. That's six months of crucial pain. And there's about, I want to say, an 87% dropout rate. Now, there's only one time in SEAL history for buds the entire class graduated together. That's fucking amazing. How to relate everything back and forth is, look, man, look, guys, wherever you're listening from, we, we face unknown factors. We, we face unknown hells and known hells on a daily, uh, daily basis. Uh, what, the biggest question is, what are we going to do to fight that, what are we going to do to prevail? That what are we going to do to improve ourselves? Like these seal, uh, like these, uh, the, the, you know, Chris Kyle and Commander Price, they went through it. They knew there's going to be a lot of pain. They understood that there's going to be a lot of hardships. They knew there's going to be added on stress that was unnecessary. But their dreams were at the end of the road, at the end of the tunnel. What I'm saying to you guys is, whoever's listening, is what are you doing? You know, whatever you're going through currently in your life. You're going through that hell's week, just like all Bud's candidates go through. You're going to go through some hard times. You're going to go through some bullshit. You're going to go through some points where you just want to drop everything and call it quits. I'm telling you, don't. I'm telling you, stay the course. 
The harder it is, the better the reward. Remember that, ladies and gents. The harder it is, the better the rewards. And think about the person that you become after completing everything. Think about that for a second, guys. I mean, damn. Damn, you got anything to say for that? Man, I... Every time, man, every time that you start talking about your passion with the military and talking about that, talk about the men that you know that who lost their lives and, and, and all these stories, and I think about how, how these guys literally saved, saved us, saved us from time and time and again, and we don't show them enough appreciation. Yeah, you're right, man. We... we we really don't. We really don't. As in the civilian life here in, in, in society, we don't do enough for our vets right now. And it's, it's sad because I feel like I should be doing more. I feel like my neighbor should be doing more. Whenever a, a veteran comes back, he should be treated like a king. But no, that doesn't happen. It's just the way shit works, man. It's just the way it is. But you know what, guys? You know, ladies and gents, you know, I had a lot of feedback and a lot of comments um, you know, just just feel the comments that I got and uh, feedback and emails and, and messages from all my social media outlets. Again, thank you for the audience and the international audience. Uh, you know, what shocked me the most, I, I had people from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia listen to me. That's some weird shit, guys. But hey, guys over there, you know, Dubai, whatever it might be. I thank you. Thank you for listening. You know, um, just tune in. Just just stay tuned in and, and, you know, tell me what we can improve on. But um, so with going back to the feedbacks and everything, um, I got a lot of feedbacks on, you know, you know, it's motivational. The, the talk show was motivational. I got a lot of feedback that, you know, we're doing good and, and how we can improve with time. Of course, you know, it's my first time doing this. I spit this idea, idea out last month and we're, we're getting the ball rolling fast. We're having a snowball effect right now. Um, you know, few, few particular uh, messages that, that struck me was they asked me who my co-host was. So I'm going to give him a little introduction. So his name is Daniel Sonier. Uh, he's one of my entrepreneurs in training, and I found him within the business world, and I just – his personality struck to me. Uh, you know, he was honest. He was, he was very candid on when he was talking to me, but there's no bullshit. Uh, he didn't say he was making a trillion dollars. He just told me that, you know, he's doing all right, uh, but there's a lot of room for improvement. And that's why I kind of decided instead of charging him, you know, for consulting or anything, I, I did it for free. Uh, typically, I charge, you know, from $150, $250 an hour. But, you know, I, I listened to his story and I, I told myself, you know, maybe, maybe I can help him out. Maybe I can just, you know, just, just dip my toes in, give him a little insight, perspective and philosophies. And, and if he catches on, then fuck, so be it. If not, oh, well, you know, I can drop it like it's hot. So... Guys, I, I'm going to introduce you again to, to my co-host, Daniel Sonier, the Black Ranger. I'm going to let him explain himself and you know, really introduce y'all. You know, just, just introduce himself to y'all. So, Daniel, kick it off. Do your thing, man. Appreciate it, Jay. Thank you so much. You have been a huge impact on my life for a, lot, for a good, good amount of time right now. And thank you again for let, letting, me to be on, to, to, excuse me, letting me to be on this podcast. Uh, guys about me my journey for a entrepreneurship type life started really back in 2014 I was I, I 
excuse me, I had a awesome opportunity to go to the University of Australia, uh, to the Bond to Bond University, actually, excuse me. And what happened there was I had an awesome time. I took it, met so many different people, uh, experience was awesome. But the thing about it is I didn't realize that I was not taking advantage of my of the opportunity that I had. What happened was I was dealing with some health issues. I was dealing with, you know, some learning issues. And because of that, I wasn't able to accomplish my goal as, as a physical therapist going through the program. And I wasn't able to uh, complete my clinicals. And because of that, I had to come home. And I, and around me was all my friends, you know, they're all having fun, talking about what they're going to do uh, during the holidays, during what they're going to do with their friends, families. And for me, I really didn't know anybody around me, I mean, other than I mean, other than my classmates. And I was alone because I didn't want to be around anybody because I felt like I, fi- I filled my family. I felt like I felt I failed my friends because I went out there for a mission. And I thought that if I got this piece of paper, I finally made it. I will finally make it. And that didn't happen. So... I ended up coming back here in January 2015, and I was still dealing with a lot, and I a golden, a, another golden ticket landed on my lap in February. I was like, yes, I'm going to take charge. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But no. And a lot of times in life that we, we're, we're given so many different opportunities, and we don't take charge of it. We don't do anything. We, just, we literally just kick it to the side. I can do it whenever. But between February and September, I didn't do anything. I sat on my ass, I did a little bit, I did, you know, did this, did that, but I didn't do enough. I didn't make it happen for my, I didn't, I didn't make it happen for myself, I didn't make it for my family, I didn't make it for my friends. I chose to squander another opportunity. For whatever reason, I keep squandering opportunities. But luckily, God sent an angel to me. And Jay, I was able to meet him, and he was able to change my world in, in a very, very positive way. And he was able to... Put, bring me under his, uh, excuse me, underneath his wing, and allow me to, to his teachings and philosophies and how what it takes to make it out there, and I could never, I could never repay him for that because to find someone a mentor like that who's willing for free on his own time and he could be using that time to be growing his own personal business, but yet he's taking me underneath his own wing and develop me and develop me, push me, push me. And even at times that I don't like like it, a lot of times I'll be trying to avoid his phone calls. Like, no, he keeps pushing me, and I have to thank God for him because I don't know where my life would be if I didn't have him in my life. Man, oh, it sounds like you're gay or something. <laughs> you want me or something, man? Nah, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just messing, man. So, you know, I appreciate that. I really do. I, um, thanks for the love. Uh, I do it out of love. I do it to give to give. I don't do it to give to get. I strongly believe in that. I, I, I don't believe that, you know, screwing people over is the way to go. I, I truly believe planting seeds in the world and, and letting it grow and letting it, you know, blossom and, and, and changing the world. Just like, you know, uh, Will Stacy's letter said, you know, if you can just impact one person and that person changes the fucking world, that's it, man. Uh, he did it for our country. Uh, he did it for the greater good of the world. I want to do it around my area. I want to do it around the U.S. I, I have so many things to give out. So, you know, thank you, Daniel, for that. Um, so, you know, before we sign off and everything, uh, guys, 
Guys, ladies and gents, I am putting my fucking foot down on this. 22 vets a day. 22 fucking vets are committing suicide. We have to do something to prevent that from happening. These guys signed up to go fight a fucking war that we all don't believe in. We did it because our nation called for it. We went above and beyond the call of duty so you guys don't have to do it. So in appreciation, we should give back to our community. We should give back to our veteran community to prevent these 22 deaths from happening. Yes, you're going to meet veterans who are fucking assholes. Yes, you're going to run into them. You're going to think they're harsh. Yes, we outspeak our minds. Yes, we do a lot of stupid things. Yes, we go drinking. But all behind that, from my personal experience, I was masking it. I didn't know how to reach out for help. I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know how to do that. Even got me to the point where I almost killed myself. What if I was part of the 22 vets who killed themselves a fucking day? I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to inspire anybody. I don't know where I would be. Heaven, hell, purgatory. I don't fucking know. Ladies and gents, let's go out there. Let's change the world for a better world where we all can live in harmony to a better perspective of harmony. We don't need our warfighters to, to, to come back to hate themselves, to feel guilty. Sometimes men have to do what they got to do. And we don't always want to do what we always want to do, if that makes sense. So again, giving awareness to 22 vets a day. If you're, if you're a Marine or a sailor and you're comfortable talking with the Navy corpsman, you know, reach out to this show. Hit me up. I'm going to post on my blog uh, website that I post all my, uh, uh, you know, my, my episodes on, all my social media outlets, including my email. You know, anything, man. Anything, guys. If you're having a bad day, you're having crazy fucking thoughts, reach out to me. I am here for you as you were there for me. I can't work without you. I didn't earn my fucking title as Doc without you Marines. Get that through your head. Help me help you. All right, so 22 vets a day, ladies and gents. This is for anybody and everybody. I'm not excluding the Coast Guard. I'm not excluding the Army or the Air Force. Hit me up. I have people in all branches that I hang out with. They can relate to whatever subject or category or whatever topic you want to talk about or whatever you feel like you have in your heart you got to dump out. Reach out, all right? So now with that being said, you know, earlier I said, uh, you know, I read out uh, Sar uh, Sergeant Stacy's uh, uh, letter. Um, you know, towards the end of this month, you know, I told my buddy, you know, Eddie Harsh, uh, that I'm going to give him a shout out. So, hey, brother, I fucking love you. You know, thanks for always having my back. You know, when I was homeless, even when I was in the military, you took care of me. You took care of me when you had your own family. You, you opened up your arms to me. You, you gave me a place to stay, food to eat. When I didn't even have a car to move my shit, you let me use your car, man. Man, I fucking love you in a non-gay way. I got my boot bands on, man. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to bring him on the show. Uh one of the big biggest factors is, or the reasons is, he's he's one of my good friends. I I, I call, you know, he's my brother. And number two, he was Sergeant Will Stacy's corpsman. So just imagine his side of the story. Just imagine what's 
what he has to share to the world. You think I'm wrong, Gritty. You should wait till you meet, you should wait till you meet Eddie. Uh, people also know him as Nigga Penis, so much love to you, man. <laughs> all right, guys, so I appreciate all you guys listening. This is Hustle and Flow, motherfucker. Uh, my name is Jay, the Texas Doc. You know, if anything, reach out to me. I got my co-host, you know, Daniel Sone, the Black uh, the Black Ranger. Uh, just, just hit us up, man. Hustle and Flow.